0: This October, Overwatch 2 arrives. I'm going to give you a rundown on what to expect from the new free-to-play team-based shooter game. There are a ton of epic heroes to play, each with their own unique abilities, personalities, and roles. Charge into battle as a guerrilla scientist, take aim as a cybernetic super soldier, or heal up your team as a rollerblading DJ. No matter what mode you play, work together to get that dub. Overwatch 2, free-to-play October 4th. Hello and welcome to the Ice Guys,
2: brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. This is the show that takes you to the world of the National
0: Hockey League. Every game, every day, from a sports friendly perspective. With pro handicappers Alex B. Smith, Andrew McKinnis, and Ian Cameron. And veteran sports
1: writer
2: Jimmy Murphy. And now, here's your host, Ian
0: Cameron. Welcome to the Ice Guys, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network, Monday, March 14th. Ian Cameron with you. Brand new week set to begin. Uh, Hope everybody had a great weekend. Hopefully everybody had a profitable weekend. Uh, Saturday, from a betting standpoint in the NHL, was kind of up and down for me. Not the greatest. Boy, did we rebound on Sunday. Sunday was phenomenal. Uh, A really strong day for me yesterday with NHL wagers across the board. A lot of good reads yesterday. Uh, for me, uh, including, of course, Nashville, Minnesota over the total, which was my uh, best bet uh, on yesterday's show. So it was a very good Sunday for me. And uh, just before we get into uh, recapping the weekend and talking about tonight's only game uh, in NHL action, which is, of course, the Arizona Coyotes and Ottawa Senators, the only game tonight. I do want to reflect on the fact that, boy, the, I look at the numbers that I've had this NHL season, 799 seven and 720 is the record 53 plus percent, 25.9 units of profit for me uh, in the nhl this season it's been a very good season overall and it's been very good considering the fact that i didn't have a great start and yet here we are still march 14th up almost 26 units of profit for me uh, on the nhl season it's been good uh, it's been steady and You know what? I'm really, really uh, proud of the work I've done in the NHL this season. Because if you subscribe to uh, my email service, or if you just have uh, an inkling of my uh, with of my bankroll management, of my betting unit structure, you'll know that these are I'm a high volume better. First of all, I mean it's very, very normal for me uh, to have you know eight plays, ten plays, fifteen even on a very busy card, on a busy NHL slate. But what a lot of people uh, may not know, uh, a lot of you do, almost all of my bets, probably 95% of them, and only a very, very small percentage, inside of 5%, only inside of 5% of my bets are one-unit and two-unit plays. 95% of my wagers in the NHL, and really every sport that I bet, they're, uh, qu- they're quarter-unit bets and half-unit bets uh, each, You know, 0.25 units, 0.5 units uh, each. So to be able to accumulate 26 units of profit this season so far uh, in the NHL at this point, based on mostly quarter unit and half unit plays, very proud of that accomplishment. But I'm not patting myself on the back too much just yet. I'm happy we've got a long season ahead of us. Uh, we're still got you know a month and a half left of regular season hockey. We have the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, as well. Uh, so definitely we've got lots of hockey left lots of time to give some back so you've got to stay focused you got to stay uh you know just keep working as hard as you have been working because you know things can change uh, in a hurry uh, and you always have to uh, keep that in mind for sure I will look back on the weekend that was first of all, I'm going to talk about the uh, heritage classic just because I was there yesterday uh, for the uh, Leafs and the Sabres, great atmosphere, great environment. And I know there were people questioning whether the sight lines would be any good. I didn't know what they were going to be like. That's the first time I've been to an outdoor game. Uh, certainly an outdoor NHL game, I had no problem with the sight lines. I thought, you know, I could see everything. There's one issue with, with because I used, I was in the seats that I'm in for my the tie cat games at Tim Horton's field, you know, which is around the 15, 20 yard line. When you got to the opposite end of the ice, you know, where it, down at the farther end of uh, where I was sitting, sometimes in the corners, you lost sight of where the puck was, you know, that's about it. You know, once the puck was out from that area, and it was in the other zone, or it was in the neutral zone, or certainly when it was in you know, the offensive zone closer to where I was sitting, closer to the scoreboard, uh, the north end of the stadium, um, you could definitely see everything, and I had no issues with that. It was a nice winter atmosphere and, and backdrop, if you will. There was some snow falling, no, no, not, not a blizzard or anything, just some flurries throughout the game, although they tapered off. There were some concerns about wind, and early on it was windy, no question, but definitely it tapered off as the game went on. Uh, and uh, it was just an enjoyable game. Everybody was uh, had their booze with them. Uh, uh, nobody had, I uh, didn't see any fights in the crowd or anything like that. Uh, maybe something happened, but I didn't see anything. Uh, everybody got along pretty well. Reminded me of being there for the Grey Cup uh, in December for the big CFL game, you know, where everybody, yeah, it was bomber fans and Ticap fans, but at the end of the day, there weren't any ma- major issues or uh, fan fight. And to be honest with you, you get out of a, a game that you attend without a fan fight, You know, that's a rarity these days. I mean, this has just been something I've been seeing too much on Twitter and social media lately is fans just throwing haymakers at one another uh, in the crowd. I mean, it's just – it seems like it's becoming more and more of an issue. Never mind the COVID pandemic now, the fan fight pandemic. seems to be happening a lot at these sporting events, but I didn't see anything like that yesterday. So the atmosphere was good. You know, credit with the flyover that they did uh, during the game. That was cool. The the music was solid. Uh, Just overall a great uh, event. You know, it was well done, well put together. As for the game itself, uh, pretty dull first period. Hopefully someone took a first period under uh, in that Heritage Classic yesterday because uh, it did get off to a very slow start. And I kind of figured it might because you've got obviously all the talk about the Leafs goaltending issues and how big a game that was for Peter Mrazek yesterday to try to bounce back. Uh, And he certainly got off to a great start uh, in that game. Uh, And in fact, I thought the first two periods he played very well. Neither of the Buffalo goals in the first two goals, I mean, that they scored were his fault. Uh, But unfortunately, third period rolled around, and Peter Morazic just basically undid all the good he did in that game with that third goal that he allowed. You can't go in. It just cannot go in from that angle. It was a bad goal to give up. You got to be next to the post. You know, you can't give up that kind of room. And, And sure enough, the Buffalo Sabres took the lead, a lead they would, not relinquish from that point onward, and they end up getting the 5-2 to win. You know, there were elements of Toronto's game that were solid, but I thought they got outplayed in the first period. They certainly got outplayed by Buffalo. And at other times where, you know, Buffalo was – you really couldn't tell for extended stretches in that game that the Leafs were where they are in the standings and the Sabres were where they are in the standings. You know, you just—you really couldn't tell that at times watching that game yesterday. So those struggles continue for the Leafs. It's another loss, and unfortunately for Mrazek, great first two periods, but that goal just cannot—is you can at a time like that you can't give up that kind of goal. Uh, so that's the issue we've got there uh, with that three-two goal, and then of course we saw frustration and uh, anger boil over for the Leafs, and certainly Austin Matthews in particular. He roughed it up with uh, Rasmus Dahlin in the net. And really, it was just back and forth, back and forth. I don't think anything Dahlin did was vicious. Pushed him into the net. He happened to bump his back against the post, Matthews, when Dahlin pushed him over. But obviously that and the, the fact you were going to lose the game. And Austin Matthews just lost his mind for a minute. You know, that's exactly what happened. You know, cross-checking him right in the side of the neck. You know, can't do that. Uh, it's just, uh, you know, he lost control, lost his temper there in that moment and sure enough the nhl just uh, actually about 30 minutes or so before the show started uh ruled that he will be suspended austin matthews for two games uh for that cross check to the side of the head to the neck area uh, of rasmus Dahlin. he's not that kind of player it's just one of those situations where in that moment he just lost it for a minute and that's all it takes and unfortunately now he's going to be riding the pine for the next two games for the toronto maple leaf so uh, disappointing uh to see that if you're a leaf fan frustrating loss Uh, But overall, great event, great day, uh, and uh, struggles continue for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And uh, boy, the the losses to some of the dregs of the league keep on racking up for the Leafs too. Buffalo, Arizona, they lost to Montreal recently as well. So problems continue uh, for Toronto at the moment. we got Jimmy Murphy, no problems with him right now, joining us here on the uh, Monday show. Uh, No problems reception or anything uh, (laughs) other Jimmy, good to see you. Uh, how was your weekend and uh, thoughts overall?
1: uh weekend for me personally, uh, kind of a roller coaster. A lot of a lot of trade deadline stuff I'm chasing down, and then on top of that, some health issues hit me. But I am battling through, and uh, the weekend's good. And I watched that game that you were at. I was thinking of you, and I hope you had a good time.
0: Uh, how was how was the tailgate? Oh, it was good. It was your typical? You know, I, I've done so many of them now for hockey games and football games, and. Uh, Uh baseball even, you know, because I've gone to some Jays games over the last few years as well. It's just uh, another reason to drink. You know, but I don't I don't lose my shit. I don't go, you know, overboard. I'm not. Right. No one's carrying me out of the stadium because I'm totally can't even stand up straight or anything yeah. like that. I never get to that point. Plus, I'm at the point now in my life, Jimmy, I've been drinking for 20-plus years now. Yeah, I know the feeling. You know, I can hold my beer. I can yeah. hold my alcohol. I can hold my liquor. I can throw a couple shots back. I can have six, seven beers, and no one's going to have to worry about, wow, Ian's going to have fallen asleep on us here. <laughs> so that's the good news. I'm a, I'm a veteran, experienced boozer at this point. <laughs> i hear you but how was the food food was uh well we didn't eat at the stadium uh we ended up Did you have any at, food in the after, uh, or? yeah after the game ended uh, oh okay we one of our favorite spots uh right downtown there so uh nice. hamburger beautiful spot you uh, know what i place.
1: thought was kind of cool and it's like you don't see it often right around football stadiums was just i could see in the background when you could see outside of the stadium and i'm seeing just houses like people's houses that they live like I'm like, wow, it's, it's like, it's kind of like smack dab in a residential neighborhood. It is. Right?
0: It is. Yeah. Tim yeah. Wharton's field yeah. is right in the middle of the uh, residential oh, area, Boroughs so cool. and those areas. There's just houses all around the stadium, essentially. Yeah. It's yeah. not in a downtown commercial area.
1: That's, that's a very uh, interesting and uh, unique dynamic that I want to experience sometime. But as far as the games go, yeah, lot, lots of stuff going on. I mean, uh, like I said, obviously right now, my brain's been focused on all the trade stuff and. Uh, you know I don't know if you guys saw but uh, you know John Klingberg taken off the trade market and then uh, we don't know what's going to happen with Jacob Chickren now so I mean that's that also will affect betting wise with the Arizona Coyotes because uh, he's due for an MRI later this afternoon might even be in it as we speak right now I don't know but he hurt himself in the Bruins game and did not come back got injured in the second and did not come back and you know, if you're if you've been a, a player prop person lately, I know you have Ian, and you've won some money on him. He he was starting to really pick up steam. I forget the stats, but they were quite uh, quite astronomical since like February 17th or something. So he was really racking up some money for people that were using him in a player prop. So that'll be interesting to see what happens with that. And I, I just think looking at these games right now, Ian, it's everything we we've cautioned people to watch right and to be aware of is anything can happen. You know, there's a saying in football. We're just talking about a football stadium, so I'll go there. The saying in football, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Well, it's true now in any given game, I I think, as far as the betting goes, because I don't care if it's the Colorado Avalanche playing the Arizona Coyotes or the Colorado Avalanche playing the Calgary Flames. It still could be an amazing game. It still could be a high-scoring game. It still could be a very defensive struggle and a tight game we're seeing a lot more of these teams that are completely out of it, giving these favorites a run for their money. And that's why it's so dangerous to be laying down on a heavy favorite right now. And I think that's one, one lesson. I I'm imagining a lot of people uh, learned in the past weekend.
0: Oh yeah. We've seen some upsets. We've seen some underdogs uh, come in. Uh, there is no question about that. Yeah. It's been very, very tricky, slippery slope, you know, especially yesterday. What a, it was a very good day for underdogs yesterday uh, in NHL action, we talk about the Buffalo Sabres yesterday, yep. getting the price they were getting around plus 250 least, uh, in that I game. Mean, the Canadians beat the Flyers. Uh, yep. Nashville upsets Minnesota, ruins Miko Koivu's uh, retirement ceremony night. Uh, so, yeah, absolutely. It's uh, one of those nights where there was a lot of Columbus. What about the Kings? Vegas.
1: What about the Kings and the Panthers?
0: That was that shocking game. to me. Uh, with I mean, all that was the nuts. injuries and all the depletion for that Kings team. And, look, I don't know what happened against San Jose. Did San Jose uh, do something to create so much chaos? Well, I mean, the maybe they
1: were looking ahead, eh? Yeah. Maybe, they, you know, like these. The, those are the type of games, especially a team like the Kings, who I think right now sense that they, they're starting to get to that next level, that next tier. They're in there now, and they're competing for a playoff spot. But they're still the type of team that maybe have that underdog mentality, where they're yeah. circling those dates when they play a Florida Panthers or a Tampa Bay Lightning, and, and it's easy. I think at that stage they're not experienced enough. They're going to need their veterans to help them out with this. But maybe they're just looking ahead to those big games as opposed to a team like San Jose.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's a. I think definitely. Uh, yeah, we just talked about the suspension, Cheshire Cat. But oh man. yeah, I want to. I want to get my take on that game. He hasn't really done it. He's not a repeat offender. He hasn't done too much of that stuff in the past. Yeah. It was just a bad moment for him. That's probably the right suspension. Two games. I've got no issues with it. So there's not much more, at least for me to say. What do you think, Jimmy? I,
1: I think, look, I think two games is perfect for this right now. And he couldn't, you know, I'm seeing people say, oh, he just deserved a fine, blah, blah, blah. blah. And he wasn't aiming for the head or the neck. I'm sorry. I call it bullshit. I mean, he was clearly aiming for the, the neck and the head. And, and you just can't do that. Like with everything the NHL's trying to do and all the trouble they've been in with concussions and and not protecting the players' health and not protecting their heads, they, they have to send a message here. But I don't think they need to hammer him. He has, like you said, he's got no previous history, but they need to say you're not above the law just because you're Austin Matthews. Uh, but my thing with that whole play there, Ian, look, I, I'm getting hammered by Leafs fans and even by some fellow media in in Canada, um, you know, for saying that it wasn't that it was it was another example of him not being a leader and what i meant by that wasn't that i'm not criticizing the physicality of what he did i loved that austin matthews was was playing a physical game and up until that point i loved his intensity unfortunately like you said he lost his freaking mind you can't do that and and as a leader on a team that's in a, a whirlwind right now and and watching their their hold on in in the playoff seating just disappear I mean, if I checked, they're they're only two points ahead of the Bruins right now. Um, It's a leader with a few minutes left in a game where you still have a chance to come back and tie it and send it to OT. You can't do that. You can't put yourself before the team. And that's what I meant by that, just not a leader's move there. He needs to grow up. He needs to learn that, you know, take a number, get him another time. Is going after a guy in a losing team, Erasmus Darlene, I mean – is going after him right now worth it? Like, what? how does that help you right now, Austin? That's what I want to know. And I just, I, I felt like it was just an immature move and it shows that he's still maturing. He still has some maturing to go there. So that's where I stand with that. But I thought the suspension for once, the Department of Player Safety, I think nailed a good number of games. However, I will say, and, and I get it, but if that was Brad Marchand, he'd be gone for the season.
0: Well, Brad Marchand. Well, be again, it's all—it's almost like they're delineating suspension and game number of games based on what you've done in the past. It's yeah. your rap sheet. It's your history. If you've been suspended six times or eight times, like a Brad Marchand or a Tom Wilson or Matt Cook back in the day, someone like that, uh, you'd be getting it, probably in a spot like that with what results too, did yesterday. Right? Maybe six games or something. Yeah, and like result
1: that. too, eh, Ian? Like, I mean, how many times do they always? And this is the thing that bugs me the most is I don't think. <laughs> I know this sounds crazy. Like, okay, so if there's a guy, if Darlene ends up on the ice in a puddle of blood, bleeding from his head, we're not talking two games, are we? We're talking a lot more. But that, to me, that shouldn't matter. It should be the act that is punished because then you don't end up with that disastrous result in the future. So if you continue to hammer the act as opposed to always focusing on the result, I think you'll never have that nightmare result. You know, like you had with the. Uh, I think back. I just was watching a video the other day. It was Brooks Orpik and Sean Thornton, right? I mean, yeah. you need to you need to really focus on the act. I thought with Austin Matthews, they did that right now, um, and we'll see where it goes from there.
0: Yeah, look at the dedication of Andrew. I said there's only hey, one. Hey. Day. he was talking to the p- hotel where he's about to go uh, in Las Vegas, and there's Andrew still popping up wanting to make an appearance. Andrew, <laughs> what's up? Well,
2: I heard Jimmy was crapping on Austin Matthews, so I had to pop by for a
0: second.
2: <laughs> but uh. You know actually real quick that that point Jimmy just made that's like I've been I've been saying that for for years like I think that's one of the stupidest rules in hockey is that if a guy is bleeding then it's an extra 2 minutes for a high stick so if I can just like blatantly whack you in the head but if you're if your lip's not bleeding and you have a you know <laughs> uh, if you're less likely to be a bleeder right? then it's still two minutes. That always cracked me up the most. Like, cause like some people just bleed more than others and get caught open. Exactly. Easy, easier. And like, <laughs> I'd be
1: golden, man. I've got that Irish blood, you know, like we bleed all the time. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, guys, just one game. It's kind of a, you know, not really much of a barn burner tonight, but Hey, we got one game.
0: No, we do. We have one game. Absolutely, we do. Um, so, uh, like I said, yesterday was a phenomenal hockey day for, uh, for me, obviously, at the game. But betting-wise, it was terrific. I mean, it was a strong day overall. Vito did well again. Vito's just been great on the shows on the weekend. But the results have been terrific for him. So, props to Vito who joins us on Saturdays and Sundays. All right, let's get into this uh, one. Real game. quick, Ian, I just well, want to say ahead. my thoughts. Yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah, yeah. I just
2: wanted to say about about that in particular, about like that play with Matthews and stuff. It's kind of like one of those things where it's a lose lose if you're a Leafs fan, and a win win if you're like a someone like me. I'll just say that likes to have fun at their expense because everyone everyone's been calling for him to stick up for himself, and everyone's been calling for us to for him to see some some type of rebuttal and, and something out of him. And then that's what happens, and then people go after him. So to me, you got to do it in like a, in a manly way, right? Like whether it's like a shoving or like getting going in their face or actually taking your gloves off. But the second that you cross-check someone in, in the head, then it becomes not really manly anymore. You know, you're not really like, I know I'm biased, but I'm sure you guys would agree with me. Whether or not he jumped him or not, what happened with 20 seconds to go or a minute to go in that game where McKinnon was out there? Somebody blatantly, like it almost looked like purposeful, high sticks McKinnon right in the head, what does he do? doesn't wait for someone to come out there and fight for him. He does it himself, right? And whether or not you're a believer of uh, star players fighting or anything, that's how you make it known that you're going to stick up for yourself, you know? I remember Brandon Dubinsky for Columbus. That was uh, Sidney Crosby's first NHL fight, and he had enough. And so Matthews finally had enough, but it results in a, a two-game suspension. So it kind of sucks because if you're a Leafs guy, Leafs fan, you're pumped he stuck up for himself, but the way he did it was just, like, really not well planned, you know what I mean? Like, no. if he drops the gloves, or he, like, pushes Darlene around, we're knee no, having a even
0: different in, in or something is even Yeah, we're having a way that, different know? conversation,
2: if that's the case, but yeah. he couldn't have handled it any worse, <laughs> realistically, like, it's just you, guys, the- you guys know I'm biased, but, like, I remember, like, like uh, on the TNT panel, they they were going after McKinnon, saying he jumped whoever that was, but at least it was him that did it. And didn't wait for somebody else to do it for him, you know.
0: Yeah, yeah should have fought like, him. Do you guys you agree know? with
2: that? Like, at least, like, he didn't use a stick. At least he used his hands. <laughs> yeah. 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 I
0: mean, that's the thing. And even like, it's even if he's going to whack him with the stick there and cross check him, it, even if he does it in the lower part of the body and not the neck and the head area, it, that's even be- that's not great either. But it's better than what he did. Which is the head and the neck area, which is obviously the big no-no and why he's been suspended now uh, for two games. And not only and the Leafs or fans are pumped that Matthew showed a little anger and frustration after a tough loss, but they're also now very disappointed that they're not going to have him for two games against Dallas and Carolina. Those are the next two games for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Dallas fighting for their playoff lives right now, which isn't going to be an easy game. And of course the Carolina Hurricanes, only one of the best teams in the NHL. No walk in the park there either. And now you're without Austin Matthews for those two games later this week. So uh, the plot thickens in Toronto uh, as the vultures are circling lots to talk about, certainly with the struggles of that team. Uh, And it'll be interesting to see how they navigate this week. Two tough games, two tough teams, Minus Austin Matthews on the ice. We'll see how that... How and the people go. going after Jimmy about what happened if that was Marshall?
2: Well, Marshall doesn't have, like, 80 offenses. Or Matthews doesn't have, like, 80 offenses prior. So, like... Yeah. You know that's the difference. Yeah, I, don't, yeah. I think Jimmy is probably the least bi- biased Bruins person ever. Yeah, <laughs> so that's what I'm I don't, I don't care like, how people are coming after you. Yeah, it's like, like every time I, I criticize nice anyone, they're like, "Oh, oh, it says the Bruins
0: guy." I'm like, "I'm the Bruins yeah.
1: guy, man. I cover them."
0: But you're <laughs> okay, are you a Bruins you fan? You know, where the pom pom going to up,
1: but I can't be now. I mean, I I purposely stay focused and objective. For sure, yeah. You know, you know, I'll call out Marsh and just as much I'll
2: call on anyone else. You do, yeah. That's why it tells well, you when people go after you because you're like the least person that's like a fanboy. <laughs> like, you're... yeah, it's We're not really, if, it, if you're
0: going to be it, an objective journalist, though, or the reporter, you really shouldn't be a fanboy.
2: No, exactly,
0: and it, it's too
1: much you. of that right now, man. I'll tell you, it's, it's it's really it's it's a gray area now. There's no black and white anymore. It's hard. It's hard. Even like veteran guys older than me, I get you get really like rah rah about their team, and it's I
2: don't know. You know who cracks me up the most, Jimmy? I know we got to get the show going. Who I met him this summer, Damian Cox. <laughs> his, oh, twi- his Twitter. Oh my God! I because met- I I didn't really know much about him honestly before I met him, <laughs> and then I pulled up his Twitter. I searched him up. He actually started off by like, there's somebody replied back to him. It was like a huge thread of him saying like great things about Campbell, and then like two weeks later, pretty much saying the opposite. <laughs> and yeah. It's like it's like Leafs media in in, in a nutshell. Yep. You
1: know, remind me of that story about uh, I'll have to tell you guys uh, when I had I had to take care of his daughter uh, at All-Star Weekend in Montreal uh, back in 2009 because he was out with a couple of my my older friends. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, do you mind if she comes with you to those parties? And I'm... <laughs> <laughs> leave it at that. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. I don't think he likes me too much. but <laughs>
0: I don't think a lot of people like Damian Cox, though. Either I think I think, it, I, think <laughs> yeah. it's a, I, th- I think the feeling I think it's a two way street when it comes to him in that regard. You trying to but ask
2: me what I do for work and stuff, and I was like, uh, don't even bother.
0: <laughs> and as much as I uh, I don't have a huge dislike of Damian, I don't like him either. But it's like a neutral feeling for me. At least it's better than I feel for uh, Steve Simmons. So that's that's a totally different story uh, with him. But uh, nevertheless. Uh, we're here to evaluate games from a betting standpoint, not reporters, yep. uh, other than Jimmy, which we, we, we sign off on Jimmy. We give Jimmy the <laughs> thumbs up. That's all that matters. Uh, all right, we got Arizona and Ottawa. We've got one game and only one game tonight in NHL action. Arizona Coyotes, Ottawa Senators, Ottawa minus 160, home favorite, Six the total uh, in this game. Uh, the Arizona Coyotes, certainly a team that I, I never would have expected. You know, Let's have a couple of times where we jump in here and we bet on Arizona you know, at any point this year, but uh, boy, it's, they've actually been a, a very solid team for me in a couple of games recently. You know, the last, the three of their last four games, I actually have been backing them in four straight games, but I took their team total over when they played Ottawa in the desert uh, last weekend. And it was an eight to five win. Uh, of course they had the nine goal explosion against Detroit. I felt so good about Arizona that night. I used them as best bet. On the ice, guys, in that game at plus one fifty uh, underdogs, they were or plus one sixty rather. They got, pummeled Detroit nine two. They come back, they beat Toronto five four in overtime. Uh, again, a game where I did the uh, seven way, seven different wagers, all on the same team with them in that game, and, and all seven cashed. Unfortunately, I did that same thing with them against Boston. One and six uh, was the result. The only thing that cashed was the plus one and a half puck line. That's it. Team totals fell short. Uh, First periods fell short. Even the full game over, it stayed under. Boston got the uh, 3-2 to victory uh, on Saturday against Arizona. So that's why it's called an experiment. Some experiments are successful. They end up being uh, headlines in newspapers, and they give you awards for some of these experiments that you make, and then some of these just shit the bed, and they don't even get off the ground. Uh, That was basically the Toronto-Arizona game versus the Boston-Arizona game for me with uh, backing the – uh, Arizona Coyotes. As far as this game goes, though, tonight, Arizona and Ottawa. Look, Ottawa's in revenge, obviously, for losing it to Arizona. But they're kind of uh, up and down right now. The uh, Ottawa Senators, in fact, more downs than ups from them lately. One and six for them in their last uh, eight game. Two and six, rather, I should say, in their last eight games. Coming off a 6-3 loss to the uh, Chicago Blackhawks. Uh, Arizona, like I said, they had one four in a row. They had the streak snapped by Boston. Uh, 3-2 on Saturday night. The key injuries mounting, though, for Arizona. Jacob Chickren, the big one considering how well he's played lately for the uh, Arizona Coyotes, lower body injury already ruled out for tonight for Arizona. It's a shame because he's really played well. He's had five points in the last three games. He had back-to-back games with a pair of goals against Detroit and Toronto. Uh, we won't see Jacob Chickering tonight uh, for the uh, Coyotes. And uh, obviously it's someone that's uh, planned to maybe land a big deal at the trade deadline next Monday, Uh, which, uh, by the way, that trade deadline next week, a week from today. So it is right around the corner. Uh, And definitely Jacob Chikrin, one of the pieces in play, potentially to get moved by the Coyotes uh, at the deadline. So he won't be in tonight for uh, Arizona. The good news for the Coyotes is, man, they've got some production up and down their lineup. Nick Ritchie is scoring right now for Arizona. And I I was looking, at the fact, he scored against Boston the other night. And I kept thinking to myself, of course he scored against Boston, one of his former teams. How many times does that happen where a guy goes back to play his old, one of his old teams in this case, Nick Ritchie, and he gets on the scoreboard. It's just uncanny how much that and happens. It happens
2: like more than you'd even think. Like it's so weird yep. how often it happens. It's, it happens like a weird amount of times.
0: <laughs> yeah. And when Nick Ritchie is uh, getting in on the uh, guy going back to face his old team, scoring the goal party, you know, it's strong because Nick Ritchie's not exactly a bona fide goal scorer by any stretch of the imagination, but he found the back of the net. But more importantly, It's the two guys we've talked about a lot on this show, Nick Schmaltz, Clayton Keller. These two have been magnificent at the offensive end lately for the Coyotes. And this is probably more of a prop game for me. I like the over a little bit at six, but this is more of a prop game for me tonight where I look at Schmaltz again to score a goal and over one and a half points, uh, which is a couple of props with him that i've been routinely uh, betting lately i would have looked toward chikrin too had he been playing but obviously that's not going to be happening tonight but uh you could look toward clayton keller here is a guy that is playing well at the moment for arizona too he is on a, a five game point streak right now uh he look last five games for keller how about one four three one one for points uh in the last five games so certainly to score a point is a a bet I'll be looking at here and even the over one and a half, because the one thing you're going to get from Ottawa tonight is a team that's capable of giving up goals. They gave up six to Chicago uh, the other night on Saturday in that loss to the Blackhawks. And who knows what we're going to get from Philip Gustafson. This is just going to be his third start in net for the senators since the year 2022 began. So it has been, he has not been in the net very often, but last 10 starts for him with this Ottawa team. How about one and nine? His record, 4.05 goals against average. That's pretty rough for Philip Gustafson. Those numbers, 1-9, and 4.05 goals against average for him. And that's the guy in the net tonight for the uh, Ottawa Senators. So uh, for me, I'm going to probably sprinkle on Arizona as well. You know, I've been uh, ba- backing them a lot lately. I know Ottawa is trying to avenge the 8-5 loss in the desert to this team just uh, over a week ago. But you're going to talk about two teams that are comparable right now and Arizona playing still their best hockey of the year. I mean, I know they finally lost on Saturday. And Jimmy can speak to this because I'm sure he saw a lot of that Bruins-Coyotes game. It wasn't a pitiful effort by Arizona. They were right there. They were in the game. uh, 3-2, had a chance to tie it late. Uh, I would look toward the dog here. It's dog or pass for me from a side perspective here with Arizona. I like the over a little bit. And like I said, from a prop standpoint, Connor Brown maybe on the Ottawa side you could look at. Uh, in terms of goal score and points, and certainly for Arizona, Clayton Keller, goal score prop points, props, not just to score one point, but also maybe to uh, score two points and get a plus price with that. And same goes for Nick Schmaltz uh, for Arizona. Definitely a, a good game, maybe to uh, get involved with some player props for sure. Uh, Jimmy, what do you think here? Arizona, Ottawa.
1: Yeah, this is one, I mean, as far as a side goes, uh, I'll, I'll jump in later, maybe during the game, if I if I do get around to being able to watch it, I'm so swamped right now, but I'll tell you, I think there's some good player props here, I, and I also love the over, uh, so the over is definitely a play for me, and then if you're looking at player props right now, Nick Schmaltz have, has really been treating me well lately, I know you've jumped on him a couple times there, um, and then, you know, I'd have to look right now, I haven't had a chance to, but maybe look at who slots into that, uh, you know, that slot for Jacob Chikrin there? Does he get some time on the power play now because of Chikrin's absence? So that's something I look at there. But right now, my only official play really is the over and a Nick Schmaltz uh, point prop.
0: Yeah, absolutely. When I, when I look at it too, by the way, it's not just that, and Keller as well has a point in five straight games. Yep. So does Schmaltz. Schmaltz also has. A, a point in five straight games for the uh, Arizona Coyotes. But more importantly than that, you go back further with Nick Schmaltz in his last 12 games, 11 goals, 23 points Yeah, in the last 12 games, 23 points in the last 12 games. That's insane product. That's obviously going to be some regression at some point. He's not going to keep this up the rest of the season, but you ride it out. I think at this point, until you know, until you see him cool down, and and we're obviously not in that phase yet. Because, yeah, like we said, he's put up at least a point in five straight games, and that 23 points in 12 games is really, really uh, incredible. And look, you know what his price is to get a point? They finally raised the price on the to get a point minus 160. It's about time. It was down around minus 120, minus 130 most of this run. Now they're finally adjusting. But even to get two points for Keller plus 220 for Schmaltz plus 250. I
1: mean, those, not, are worth, right?
0: those are worth dabbling in, in my mind.
1: Yeah. And you look to guys, I mean, I, I would lean if like, I was thinking about it with the Coyotes. They have been playing great lately, but so is Otto. Otto is playing yeah. some good hockey too. So yeah. if I was looking at the actual game, I think a draw could be an interesting player as well. I'm not going to do it, but I'm just throwing it out there. You know, you could see uh, these two teams take it to extra time because look, they, they're both proven that they can play against much better clubs and now they go against each other. Uh, it could be a back and forth type game.
0: Yeah, there's uh, no question. It's a great point. Pole buddy's nerfed. Yeah, Chikrin's a big loss on the blue line. Of course, you know, yeah. uh, definitely one of their best blue liners. Maybe their best. Twenty two minutes of ice time. Twenty three minutes. easy. what he Makes usually. You wonder why they're going to trade him. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is what it is. But they they know they can fetch something pretty solid in return, especially yeah. the way. And you know what was great for Arizona about trading him now is the his value's gone up. With this great, you know, stretch he's had prior to this injury, so that's probably what they're thinking as well. Andrew, what are you thinking here, Arizona, Ottawa? Well, I
2: was going to ask you what you guys think if I host my own Heritage
0: here. I think it'd be a good spot for me to host. My oh, own there you go, outdoor <laughs> game this evening. Yeah, we got a little spot yeah, for the Guinness Classic right there. You know what, Ian? I, I some people are going
2: to are going to say to me that I'm only I'm doing this because it's a it's only one game tonight. It just so happened that I'm actually heavily involved here, at least. I never like to play sides and totals but or multiple totals in one game, but I've, I've gone back to it. First period over, full game over, shots on goal for Smoltz, shots on Woo. goal for Norris. Wow. And I actually am thinking about taking the Senators, but I'm going to wait to see if they fall down 1-0. Uh, yep. Just like Jenny was saying, for some in-game action. You know, if, if you're one of those people that likes to – get your get your globe out and take a look at travel paths look at what arizona has done recently for their travel i mean it hasn't been hasn't really been pretty i mean it's not like they're going all over the map but they're still all over the east coast and yeah the luck might be th- you know i would have made a decent sized bet on boston and regulation if that price wasn't so inflated i just i obviously it was a winner but it was just too too expensive for me but we'll see what happens when, when these two teams collide I, I just expect sloppiness and hopefully goals so doubling up first period over full game over
0: well you know what if you look at a couple of these games that i bet overs with on the weekend which were two teams you know playing for exercise out of the playoffs chicago versus ottawa that game was just you know total sloppiness 6-3 uh montreal philly which was a crazy ending last night montreal seattle again Saturday- montreal's again with these teams that are out of the playoffs they're trending over again. You know, they had a little stretch of unders with Marty Louis for a bit, and they were playing a little better defense, but then they play these non-playoff teams, and they're back to, you know, trading goals again, Montreal these last two games. So these non-playoff teams head-to-head, yeah. you know, there's something to it that, hey, nobody's blocking shots. Who the hell's blocking a shot when you're 15 points out of the playoffs? Who the fuck's doing that? Nobody. All right? Nobody. So that's in a defensive intensity is lacking. Let's put it that way. Yeah.
2: I wanted to mention, Jimmy, you, you say that about uh, Chikor in there, but, like, you know, why would you move a guy like that? I always find that's, like, such an interesting thing when you have, like, uh, you know, team so low in the standings and you want to trade to get assets, but it's also, like, why isn't that guy an asset? <laughs> like, that always makes me laugh. Like, I, I understand, like, how, you know, trade works and then wow. you try and buy at a certain point and, you know, you get assets back, but it's kind of like... It's kind of like what I was saying last week with Arturi Rylinen. Like everybody in the media is like, "We got to build this guy's trade value, then sell him." It's like, dude, they're not going to get enough back for him for how he plays with this team. You know, like I always find it yeah. funny. Like with Chikrin, what what are they really going to get for him? Well,
1: yeah, you know? I, I think Andrew though two really different situations, though, right? Because I think in Arizona, this is coming from way above.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You know, they're looking at it and saying, "Look, this kid's what? He's 23. He's on an unbelievable deal right now." And when his deal is up, and what I think it's two years, three years, I'm not sure, I don't have it right in front of me, but I should know I'm talking about him enough. But anyhow, like he's gonna hit the jackpot, right? Yeah. And let's think about this for the next three years. The Arizona Coyotes are playing in a 3,500-seat arena. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Where yeah. do you think their uh, their money's going to come from? I don't see where it's coming from unless the league <laughs> steps in and, and keeps them afloat. That's going to be Not from attendance. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an absolute shit show, and it's only going to get worse. And they, they just don't have the money to re-up with these guys, and it's sad because they've got so many good young players, and they're all going to get dealt away – because yeah. they're not going to have the money to pay him in the in the next contracts.
2: Well, I heard they spend a good amount of their money on Phil the Thrills diet plan too. So after they <laughs> have that budget taken care of, it's hard to you know balance the budget.
0: <laughs> that guy is going to go through the rest of his life wishing that there was no such thing as the food known as a hot dog. Seriously, <laughs> I mean, how many times has he been ripped over that the hot dog thing? I mean, it's just yeah.
1: <laughs> hey, he's taking it in stride. Good on him.
0: You know what? I saw the interview that they did with him, actually. I think it was during the Toronto game, first intermission. They did an interview, and he had just become a dad, of course. Yeah, that's, that's right. In his life. And I think he's really mellowed. and Not not that he was immature before, but I think he's a lot more comfortable in his own skin now. It's a yeah. lot more level-headed. And, it, and just his response was, there's nothing better than being a dad. And it's the greatest joy in my life. And it's like, wow. And it makes me think, Phil's getting old.
2: <laughs> you guys remember when uh, Pierre McGuire said to him, how's your breath? And he said yeah. it's pretty bad, isn't it? Do you guys remember yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "No, no, I mean like your conditioning."
0: <laughs> yeah, I know that was that was good. That that was not that was pretty funny. Yeah. And then Phil's just yeah, uh, Phil with the awkward laugh after that. Yeah, that was it was funny. That was a good moment. And then somehow Pierre gets ripped and criticized for the question. I mean, well,
2: it's, it's a pretty weird way of asking how your yeah. conditioning is.
0: Yeah, how's your breath? Yeah, that's. I guess when you say how's your breath, they automatically assume. Yeah, I, I guess I need a Tic Tac up pretty bad, yeah. <laughs> or Roll Aids or something. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was. I remember that. That was long. That that's got to have been like seven or eight years ago now, at least. I mean, jeez, I mean, that's how long ago that was. So it tells you how quickly uh, time flies by. Speaking of time flying by, uh, time's flying by here. Forty minutes already, and we just had one game and a weekend recap. So. Shows you, how, shows you how much we love hockey. We can talk about hockey for hours. We can talk about hockey for days. Uh, that we can stretch a show out with one game on it to a, over 40 minutes. But that's what we can do here at the Ice Guys. Yeah, we're having fun as always, guys. Yep, exactly. And Andrew uh, enjoying his uh, walk. He's, he's basically walking his dog as he's... With us here <laughs> on the show, you talk about uh, dedication. And look, Andrew's going to miss a few shows because he's going to be in Las Vegas later this week. Uh, it's important because, right? Is that the plan? You're going to miss uh, probably miss a couple.
2: Yeah, I'm definitely. I'll be on uh, Wednesday's show and I'll be on Monday's show, but uh, Tuesday and probably Thursday and Friday I'll have to miss. Maybe All I'll right. try and pop in. On Thursday, but definitely I can't Friday. But boys, I'll be at the uh, Golden Knights and Panthers game Thursday night. So
0: there you go. Awesome. I'm man. pumped. Enjoy a, it. A Great Thanks. game, too. Two great teams. Well, Vegas is struggling right now. How can, not not the the How can you not bet the
2: over? How can you not bet the over?
0: Well, they <laughs> stayed under with LA last night, Florida. It, it can yeah. be done with the Florida Panthers. And, and them scoring two goals is you almost have to do a. Uh, look at the score again. Did I get that right? They only scored two goals, but that's been a rarity for Florida. First game
2: back at home for Vegas after their road trip too.
0: Yeah. And just struggling mightily. And uh, Chandler Stevenson, by the way, very boisterous after the game last night, the loss to Columbus saying, we need to grab our nuts. He said, and man up here and figure it out and start playing. You know, he was really, really pretty uh, pointed with his remarks about the play of his Vegas Golden Knights team and his teammates right now. Chandler Stevenson stepping up to the mic last night after that loss to the Jackets saying time to grab our nutsack and start playing, you know, so we'll see if uh, Vegas can Vegas has got to get healthy. I still think there's a there's a team capable of being very good and a team capable of making a deep playoff run in that in that group. But what the hell are you going to do? Riley Smith's out patch missed Mystic last night stones out. McNabb and Martinez, two, your top defensemen are out. I mean, Leonard's out, and you got to go to Logan Thompson and Brossois, who are doing the best they can in a tough yeah. spot, but they're not number one NHL goalies. It's a difficult spot for them. I don't think it's fair for Twitter world and the NHL world to say what a fraud Vegas is. Oh, just uh, they're not going to be, they're no good. Uh, you know, uh, this Eichel thing is not working out. Eichel's doing everything he can. Yeah, they got to get healthy. Let's, let's, can, can we wait to judge Vegas until they get all their guys and all their artillery back on the ice? Then we can, then if they are losing games and not playing well, then we can come after. Them.
2: I still think Alex Tuck is an outstanding playoff player. Oh, yeah. Don't <laughs> so we'll oh, yeah. miss him at that playoff
0: time. I agree. Yeah.
1: Hey, guys, I got to run. I got something coming on here for. Okay. Right.
0: Best bet, Jimmy. Anything. Best bet.
1: Uh, we'll just throw that over.
0: All right, over six. All right, Jimmy. I'll go Great first. Stuff. Period, Ian. All right. And for you, uh, uh, Andrew. First period over. First period over. All right, we'll let you go too, and then all I'll right, wrap buddy. up the show. See you. On my own. Good stuff, Andrew. There we go. Andrew McGinnis, Jimmy Murphy here on the Monday edition of The Ice Guys uh, with us. All right, we'll wrap up the show in just a second. But before we do that, reminder about DraftKings Sportsbook. Great partners here with The Ice Guys and the Hockey Podcast Network, Uh, and of course, uh, you know, great sports book to be betting NHL hockey, Uh, a good one definitely to take advantage of. A reminder, uh, new customers can bet just $1 on any NHL team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's right, a bump in the win column for your team means free bets for you. If DraftKings Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, you still have a shot to light the lamp. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Hockey Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN, bet just $1 on any NHL team, and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. Must be 21 years of age or older. Uh, must reside in a DraftKings sportsbook state. Uh, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Download the DraftKings app now. Sign up for an account. Use the promo code THPN. All right. Uh, best bets in just a sec. Before we do that, a reminder: Tuesday night betcast. Another one, uh, as always, on a Tuesday night. We'll have a betcast every single Tuesday night the rest of the regular season probably into the playoffs as well. Again, the playoff scheduling is a little bit different, so we might change it up in terms of the exact day of the week when we get into the playoffs. But certainly every Tuesday for the rest of the regular season, there will be a Nice Guys Live Betcast, and we will have another one tomorrow night, Tuesday, March 15th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. Same as always, it'll be me, hopefully some of our crew, and anybody that wants to join us, viewers, listeners, uh, anyone that wants to hop on the BetCast stream with us to watch the games, live betting, just you know, chat it up, enjoy the action uh, on the show, on the stream. All you got to do to get involved and be on the BetCast is send a DM to me or anybody uh, from the Ice Guys crew, and we will make sure we send a link to you to join us uh, on the BetCast uh, tomorrow night. Uh, it was a, a really strong uh, turnout of uh, people joining us on the BetCast last Tuesday. We had a ton of people. Uh, on the uh, betcast with us last tuesday night so uh, again hoping uh, we get a lot of people joining us again tomorrow night again tuesday night betcast tomorrow 7 p.m eastern time we've got 11 games tomorrow uh, in the nhl the highlights being dallas and toronto very big game for both teams there vegas and winnipeg pretty interesting game Uh, two teams needing points right now in the playoff race Pittsburgh and Nashville, a great East versus West matchup there. Rematch of a Stanley Cup final from a few years ago. Penguins and Predators. Uh, we've got uh in the late night hours, Colorado LA is a pretty intriguing game, although LA is still very much depleted uh at the moment. So a lot of interesting matchups tomorrow night. Eleven games. Join us for the Ice Guys Live Betcast. Uh tomorrow night, 7 p.m. Eastern time. We're looking forward to that. And later this week, um, Actually, uh, he was supposed to be on the show today. We had we had to change it, though. I mean, with just one game on the card, we're going to have Brett McLean, former NHL player, joining us now Thursday this week, 2 p.m. Eastern, much bigger card uh, on Thursday. And he will be on the show with us to help us break down and preview and analyze the Thursday card later this week as well. And, of course, we'll have our regular daily shows uh, throughout the week, 2 p.m. Eastern time, as usual. All right. Best bets now to wrap up the show, as usual. Uh, My best bet, we got it done yesterday with Nashville and Minnesota uh, over the total. And uh, we just have one game tonight, and it's going to be another over for me. Arizona, Ottawa, over six, minus 110. Uh, I just think we're going to see both teams find the back of the net. Two teams, again, that are not going to be playoff-bound teams. We've seen a lot of these games recently involving teams uh, that are non-playoff teams be uh, pretty loose defensively. And it wouldn't surprise me to see uh, more of the same tonight uh, in this game between the Coyotes and Senators. So we'll go with Arizona, Ottawa, over six uh, for my best bet here on this Monday NHL card. And that'll wrap up this edition of the Ice Guys. Thanks to everyone in the chat for joining us. Uh, Hit the like button uh, on the way out if you haven't done so already. A reminder, the Ice Guys is live seven days a week, Monday to Friday, 2 p.m. Eastern saturday and sunday noon eastern if you can't watch the show live download the ice guys podcast in audio form on all major podcast platforms google podcasts apple podcasts spotify stitcher and iHeartRadio. download the ice guys podcast when you can't watch the show live for jimmy murphy and andrew mcginnis i'm ian cameron have a great monday night enjoy the lone game in nhl action with the coyotes and senators We'll be back with you tomorrow on Tuesday for another edition. A double dose of the Ice Guys, our daily show, 2 p.m. Eastern, and then the BetCast tomorrow night at 7 p.m. Eastern. A double dose of the Ice Guys coming up on Tuesday, presented by the Hockey Podcast Network.